Hello and welcome. Welcome, strangers. How are you? It's been a little while. This is a brand new Power Half Hour. I'm Greg Mahachko, and joining me all the way from California, my co-host on the West Coast, who yesterday was on the East Coast, Chad Smart. Hi, Chad. Hello, Greg. Yes, the last three weeks have been... I've been all over the world. I've been to the Midwest. I've been to the East Coast, where I went from the Midwest back to LA, then to the East Coast, now back on the West Coast. And in a week or or probably two or three weeks, I'll be back in the Midwest because it's been just a crazy, crazy uh, last month. So I don't want to, um, you know, put this show on a complete downer right from the start. But, you know, I had some some personal things going on. Let's just... um, I'll I'll leave it at that just to say that uh, all I will say is make sure you tell your loved ones how much you appreciate them, love them, and don't uh, don't make them guess. Or as Garth Brooks would say, if tomorrow never comes, would they know? So that's my little spiel for just why we why why we've been on a, a mini hiatus the last couple of weeks. It wasn't 52 weeks this year, so I think people will be happy and or sad. <laughs> well, or who knows, depending on how this episode goes, they may just be like, no, keep, uh, you should have stayed on a hiatus. But yeah, well, so I, I will uh, give a warning real quick that this, I think this episode may be very interesting in, in where topics go. Before we get into uh, the topic, uh, from everybody, this is going to sound cliche, uh, but from everybody at Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, uh, we wanted to extend uh, our, our thoughts and prayers uh, to you and your family. So I appreciate that. Um, I think you could have sent me a monkey shaped cake. That would <laughs> fill the hole. I'm not going to lie. If I was going to send you a monkey shaped cake, it'd be one of those monkeys with the red asses and it would just be <laughs> the ass. So. Mm. <laughs> oh, so you'd send me the Kevin Huntsberger cake. <laughs> By the way, have you seen the new show on Netflix called Is It Cake? I have. Yeah. And my, my, my kid likes it. My oldest really likes that. He's, he gets really excited about some of the reviews. He goes, what? You know, and some of his reactions. So it, it, I like the show, but watching his reactions is just as fun. That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched the first episode. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Second episode, I was like, yeah, okay, I think I'm, I'm good. I don't need to see six more episodes of this. I just like uh, Mikey Day. Is that his name? The host, Mickey Day, Mikey Day. Um, sure. Uh, I guess he's on Saturday night live, but he oh. just reminds me of, of our friend, Travis Yates. He looks, sounds, mannerisms are very similar to Travis. So I like to pretend that it's Travis up there hosting the show instead, but he's not nearly as entertaining as Travis in the event that Travis is listening. Yeah. No, Travis would have been a much better host. But yeah. Travis, I've, nice I've learned that there's doppelgangers out there. In, in my conversations, interesting, you mentioned doppelgangers. I got to tell you about that. But uh, in, in my conversations and interactions with Travis Yates, I'm pretty sure that he'd be better at anything than most people on the planet. Mm. So that's how we okay. reel in. That's how we reel in the, the long-term <laughs> listeners by kissing their ass. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for these still up all night podcasts to come back. They've been on a hiatus due to, I just think their schedules and, and, and the fact that they're having to watch some less than stellar films and maybe it's taken a toll on them over the last year, but hopefully that show will be back soon too. 
I was in a, a client's home last week and she told me, she said, <clears throat> they were, yeah, they were, okay. uh, but she said, you remind me just so much of my nephew. And she gave his name. She said, just in your, in your looks, uh, and in the way you talk and in your mannerisms. Uh, and I, first I apologized. Uh, I said, it's unfortunate that anybody has to have, you know, that, that more than myself has to carry this face around. So, but uh, she was very complimentary, which was unusual to hear, but uh, it's weird. Doppelgangers exist folks. I, I, gonna try next time i i visit with them i'm going to uh try to maybe have a picture so i can be like maybe we look alike or maybe she's drunk at 11 in the morning you know kevin and i on one of our wrestlemania trips went to a mick foley comedy show and cole cabana performed before mick and mm-hmm. he talked about playing this game called fakes where you find somebody who looks like a celebrity but isn't and then you get a picture with them so you get a fake celebrity sighting and I've seen that, you know, I've seen several people that you could be like, oh, that's a fake so-and-so, fake so-and-so. And I always want to do it, um, but you never know how people are going to react. And then I always feel like, you know, like say I see someone that looks like a fake Samuel L. Jackson or a fake Ice Cube. Like if I go up to them and think it's fake, like are they don't know the game I'm playing. And so then no, but- off as like, I just think they all, they all, yeah, let me make this even more racial and racist at the beginning while trying not to make it racist. There was a way that I thought you were going to take that conversation, which was, you know, when I go uh, uh, into, you know, like the heart of Hollywood and, and uh, you know, I'm on the uh, walk of fame and, and there's fake Spider-Man and fake Batman, but you had to take it to it. You, you, you took a different path. I took a different. Yeah. Because I mean, I just, you know, again, if I said, Oh, there's a, fake Vince Vaughn or a fake uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. And I go up to them. They're just like, Oh, weirdo. But if it's someone of a non Caucasian persuasion, then I just look like the racist idiot who thinks everybody looks alike. Well, a lot of crackers look alike. That's true. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I mean, uh, this is purely for you and and myself at the moment because the listener can't see us, but I see you and I kind of got similar haircuts right now. Um, I I don't know if you asked to be scalped like I inadvertently did when I got a haircut, but I did. Um, I mean, I, I I'm a loan maintenance guy, so I just said, uh, "Give me the one guard on the sides and the two guard on the top, and blend it in the middle." Um, yeah, I I said just give me a three around the side, cut down to middle. I think they gave me a one. And two days later, when I picked my girlfriend up at the airport, when she flew in, her reaction was, oh, my gosh, what what happened? Like, she could not believe how short it was. But I like it. I think it fits me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a low maintenance guy. Exactly. Um, all right. So, Chad, before yes. most recent events, mm-hmm. I had kicked an idea to you that we'll still get to, if not next week, in the very near future. Um mm-hmm about one of our favorite singer songwriters and entertainers and his illustrious career that they're actually going to make a biopic about. Now I'm going to save that name uh, for the time we actually go and celebrate uh, him in our own special way. But you sent me a, I was on the road this morning and you sent me a message and you said, can you record tonight? I said, well, I'm going to a hockey game, uh, which was fantastic. The blues one. Um, But 
yeah, I can record after you're, you're on the East or West coast. So a couple hours behind and you said, good. I have thoughts (laughs) (laughs) and and opinions. And uh, I believe I want to, I want to get it right. Cause I I don't want to be wrong. Um, I believe you use the word uncensored. Um, So let's, I'm, I'm excited to hear. I'm trying to figure out exactly what you said. I want to get it right. Uh, I'd like to talk about the blank and be completely uncensored, which completely uncensored for you. I'm very curious to do because I know, I know Kevin's got a potty mouth and I've got a potty mouth, but I don't know if you've ever gone full blown, like uncensored. Uh, so let's talk about what everybody's talking about right now. Chad. Yeah. S- sadly, because we couldn't record. Oh, sorry. Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about right now, and that is sing to the sing-along back in theaters. You know, I I thought all questions were answered with sing one. I, I did not realize how many more unanswered questions there were. Um, and so when sing two came out, I mean, the first question I asked was, wow, was sing one that popular? If you, if you had kids, you'd, you'd get it. <laughs> So, no, we're not going to talk about Sing 1 or 2. There was a particular show last night that I didn't even realize was last night until social media started talking about the slap around the world. Chad, this is going to, we're going to lean heavily into your area of expertise. Uh, a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you set the stage for everything. Okay. Well, first, I mean, you bring up the slap and I, I'm just thinking back to, I don't know, four or five years ago, probably now it's been that long. NBC had a show called the slap, which was all about, it was like a group of friends were together and one of the adults slapped one of the other adults, kids, and it sent this ripple between their, it's probably streaming on, on the cock. If you have the cock, um, which is why I like to call Peacock. Um, I, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, and you know, if you don't pay for it, if you don't subscribe to it, then you just get the free cock. I try to figure out how to best <laughs> phrase this. <laughs> There's no fun way. There's only a fun way to say it. I use somebody <laughs> else's. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, <laughs> so does Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, uh, well, I'm jumping ahead of myself. My uh, goodness, sir. Oh, oh, oh no. Um, so, well, d- first off, my uncensored thoughts are more, not so much potty mouth probably, but more just not by my tongue and saying what I want to say and putting it out there. And so I will say, you know, for if you're listening this far into the show, yes, I'm probably going to be old man yelling at clouds. and. Um, so you can either listen to my rants or uh, turn the show off now and go find another murder mystery podcast because those seem to be the rage. Um, but yes, we had the Oscars uh, this past Sunday and I, I was flying back from New York. I was supposed to get in an hour before the show started. And so I was hoping to then watch the show um, when I got home. Unfortunately, I had a two and a half hour flight delay because they had to flush some hydraulic systems and change some fluids. So I ended up being on a plane for the first hour of the show. 
and I watched the first hour and that was enough to make me say, okay, I'm good. I don't need to see anything. And so I totally missed what everyone was talking about later. And I did not know what was going on. I had to look it up, but just in that first hour of the show, I, it just reminds me why I don't like the current state of Hollywood. Now, let me put in some background and info for our listeners who may not know me uh, and, and know my background. I, I'm your, your co-host on the West Coast. Yes, I live in Los Angeles. I work for a major studio. Uh, He's not a studio that one. say which one. Uh, I mean, I, I could. I just don't know how much longer I will be with said studio, and that's a whole other topic. But uh, I am with a studio that won several awards uh, last at this year's Oscars. And I have wanted to work in Hollywood since I was four years old when I first saw Star Wars. It's made me, I, I love the creativity. I love the storytelling aspect of Hollywood. However, Hollywood personas themselves, um, I think we can do without. I think celebrities have a self-inflated view of their importance in this world. And I think part of that is due to the way that we idolize celebrities. There's no reason any of us should know who the Kardashians are. Oh, 180% agree. So, so we have much like my problems with our political system, where we have a lot of politicians that I think need to be put out to pasture, but we, the voter, keep putting them back into office and then complaining about them. So, you know, this all comes back to us as a society. We, we think that for some reason, celebrities know better than us and we listen to them and, you know... Leonardo DiCaprio can tell us all about global warming while jetting off on private jets and huge yachts. And we like, yes, listen to Leo. Why? I don't know. So watching that first hour, you know, in the first opening monologue, well, actually, before we got to the monologue, the Beyonce music video thing that opened the show was, uh, I had never heard the song before um, that she did for the King Richard movie. I hope I never have to hear that song again. I do not know why, other than the fact that it was Beyonce, why it was nominated for best song. But then when the host, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, Regina King, came out and started talking, you know, they made some comment about um, something about a bad year for women and children. And Wanda Sykes yeah, was like, oh, yes, that damn Mitch McConnell. Now, I am no fan of Mitch McConnell. I think he needs to be voted out of office, but he has nothing to do with Hollywood. He has nothing to do with anything. There is no reason for that joke other than to get a jab at Republicans and appease the liberal audience and liberal, full of liberals sitting in the Dolby Theater. I was going to say, they kind of do it all just to get, to get the applause there in, the, in their local arena, correct? Correct. Yes. And then... You know, they ended their opening monologue by saying, oh, and by the way, for all you viewers in Florida, we're going to have a gay old time. Gay, 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 gay. And I'm doing my little dan- gay dancing move, which, wait, that sounds really bad. Um, because Florida just passed a bill that the critics in the media have dubbed the don't say gay bill, even though if you read all seven pages of the bill, nowhere in there does it say you cannot say gay. It, it's just a bill aimed at education um, professionals 
teaching students kindergarten through third grade that they cannot discuss sexuality, gender identities, or, um, you know, pass, pass on. Basically, the way I, the other opposite way of, of saying it, um, which also is probably not fully correct, but just to give some context, is it's an anti groomer bill, meaning kids in kindergarten through third grade should be focusing on, you know, learning writing, the alphabet basics of school. They don't need to be taught what trans people are, what drag queens are, or anything in the, in the realm of sexuality, because most kids at that age probably don't have a full concept of, of what the sexuality is. Um, now, you can debate the merits of the bill or not, but when you call it the don't say gay bill, it to me, anyone who calls it that I think automatically has not read the bill because they're just calling it what it has been called. And in Hollywood, which has a um, seedy reputation for child molestation, um, you know, go, go look up any interview with Corey Feldman over the last few years. Um, look up rumors about Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood is not a quote unquote safe space. Um, and so to me, I'm just, I was just really, uh, the, the lack of self-awareness and the lack of, or not lack of, but the, the thought of us be of Hollywood being better than the commoners just really struck out, stuck out to me last night during the awards. And, um, yeah, and I, I think it's time that we stop letting Hollywood dictate what is acceptable, what is great, or um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm done with that Hollywood aspect of, of things. And uh, I thought this was, that's fine. Um, yeah. It's, they do like, and I'm, I'm okay with them not lending their voice to either side. You know, like, I don't care. I'm not, you know, I'm fine not talking politics. I don't like talking about like, especially when you look at the last, oh, I don't know, 12 years. They more. I mean, longer. I, I, I all they've done is divide. Yes. There's been nothing that has brought us together as a nation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I, I, this is going to probably I'm not trying to like bring up bad memories, but nothing has brought us together as a nation since 9-11. Yeah. You know, that was the last unifying moment that we had. And it lasted for a little while. And everybody had some, you know, uh, patriotic warm and fuzzies a little bit after that tragedy. But like, I don't care about anybody's political affiliation and and to it, I'm going to bring this back down to, you know, like a, a more local, because I've said this before, like, you don't need to share your political opinions on Facebook. You're not changing anybody's <laughs> opinion. No, you're not. Uh, yeah. You're you're alienating the people who disagree with you. And you're in the echo chamber for people who agree with you. And that's all you're getting. You're getting validation from yeah. from. And, and I've been guilty, like not recently, but, you know, on occasion and Facebook memories pop up and like I said something, you know, chap asked, you know, eight, 12 years ago, whatever it was. But like, I, I just learned, I'm like, this is the 
biggest waste of my time is getting into any type of political discussion on Facebook because all you're doing is yelling at people with the benefit of a keyboard. You wouldn't yeah. you, you but, wouldn't even have these conversations in person. And then to give as much credence to or more credence to someone that you don't know personally. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. And I mean, and this conversation that we're having now, it's, it's not going to change anything. No, it, no. I mean, and it, the, it, probably because we only have five listeners. Right. And, and, and after three tonight, probably are, three. Yeah. Well, I was going to say three of them are my fake accounts that I use to, they're my Russian bot accounts that I use to spread propaganda elsewhere. You're probably better. I'm going to have to edit that out <laughs> uh, because I feel like they'll come for us now. Maybe. Uh, but no, and that, you know, I have said and I talked with people, I don't care what your political opinions are. As long as you can back up your opinion with reasoning and you're consistent across the board. If something was bad under a Republican, it's bad under a Democrat. If it was good under a Democrat, it's good under a Republican. You can't pick and choose if you like something or not be based on who is in office. And, and that's, that's where I go with Hollywood, where, you know, for the four years that we had under Trump, there were a lot of comments made about his leadership and who he was. Some of it deserved, some of it just borderline, you know, insanity of, we just don't like this person. So we have to attack him. Now we have a president who in the, Last 20 minutes before we started recording this, I, I was reading an article about like four different things that he said in the last couple of days that then when he asked about, he said, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, even though it's on record of you saying it and people saying like, nope, this is fine. We're good. He's awesome. Let's go, Brandon. Anyway, uh, getting back to the Oscars. So, uh you know, I was I while I was on the plane watching the show, I was Snapchatting um, some shots to to Kevin Huntsberger, um, you know, making some sarcastic comments about the Oscars because also it is such a giant circle jerk of an event that these people are all patting themselves on the back for how awesome of a job they did, and yes, I, I don't. I'm not trying to derail your thought, but no, no. It, when you look at, by and large, what most of these people are making in income, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, we're probably a little bit removed now from like the RDJ $20 million, you know, a picture type of thing, but they're all very handsomely compensated. Do they need a pat on the back? Um, well, I would say that they are probably so insecure and shallow that yes, they need okay. the they need the uh, accolades to make themselves feel worthy as to um, you know what they are doing. And I, I can't find it now, but <laughs> I was going to say, someone um, after the topic that we're uh, that I'm about to mention uh, tweeted and I said. Um, you know, someone asked Ricky Gervais what he would have said if he was hosting the Oscars this year. And Ricky Gervais wrote out his, uh, a couple of tweets saying what he would have said. And um, I, hopefully I can find it because, you know, it would have been 
interesting. Uh, why do you have to put this behind? Thing? So he wrote, <clears throat> this is Ricky Gervais's two tweets. <clears throat> I would start with, hello, I hope this show helps cheer, cheer up the ordinary people watching at home. If you're unemployed, for example, take some comfort in the fact that even if you had a job, your salary, salary probably wouldn't be as much as the goodie bag all the actors have just been given. I'm proud to announce that this is the most diverse and progressive Oscars ever. Looking out, I see people from all walks of life, every demographic under the sun, except poor people, obviously. F them. Mm. That is how I feel Hollywood acts, is that, again, they want to say they're about the working man, they you know, care about the little person, but I, I, it's all lip service. Now, Let's move on to the only thing that people are talking about from the Oscars when they should have been talking about Coda winning because Coda is a really good film. Can I say, I watched, no, it's been months ago, but mm -hmm. I sat with my wife on like some Saturday morning and we watched Coda and it was delightful. Yeah, it, it is such a, a triumph of the eight, eight of the top 10 movie or eight of the 10 best picture nominated films that I watched Coda was my favorite in terms of entertainment value. Now, what do you, you know, and you can say like, well, was it a better film than power of the dog because it had better cinematography or acting or excuse me. Um, you know, it, those are the little things that it depends on what you choose to pick up as. Yeah. What is a better story? But I, I thought Coda, you know, from an entertainment standpoint, Coda would be a movie that I would go back and rewatch that and Belfast are like the only two movies that I can see myself rewatching again, everything else. I, you know, uh, I mean, I think even Wanda Sykes said, Oh, I've watched power of the dog three times and I'm about halfway through it. Now that was the same way. It took me like three or four sit downs of watching it to get through it because mm -hmm. it's so long and slow. Is it a good film? Uh, maybe if I'd been able to pay attention and watch it. And, but, um, but yes, I'm, I'm very glad that Coda won and, and the actor won for best supporting actor. I don't know his name. I believe it's Tony something. I should have looked it up. Um, I feel bad for not knowing it, but uh, Marley Matlin was the only person in that cast that I'd seen before. And, you know, she'd won an Oscar also for playing a deaf woman 30 some odd years ago. It's been, uh, I'm going to find Tony's name here yeah. and, uh, or Troy. Oh, Troy. So it was the dad, Troy Kotzer. Yeah. Kotzer. Kotzer. So yeah. I, I thought he was, I, 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 again, I enjoyed all aspects of, of that movie. Um, and I thought, I thought the cast was terrific again, Marley Matlin, you know, she's the mm -hmm. kind of the recognizable uh right. you know name in the cast but uh yeah i mean it was it was it was a fun movie to watch then i'm i'm you know it, it's it, it was a human story mm -hmm. in you know let's be honest you you and i both know this and we're as guilty as the next person me probably more so but in a in a cinema era of cinema where it's all blockbusters and how many mm -hmm. explosions can we fit in and uh, this was, and I, I, I like those movies. Certainly I'm, I am very guilty of that, but I also like the quieter pictures, you know, the, the, something that's going to be heartfelt and, and moving. So I was a big fan of Coda. 
Uh, so I was, I was glad to hear that it won. I did. I did hear that last night. Yeah. I, and I think, especially in these times, you know, the last two years, you, I would prefer to see something kind of uplifting or, you know, a positive as opposed to just a long drawn out melancholy film. But maybe I hope you're not talking about the Batman. Um, no, I will talk with you about the Batman after we finish recording because I don't think I've talked to you since I, I saw it. But uh, and I've not listened to the to your review uh, or thoughts on on the Batman. Although, um, yeah. Anyway, as we <laughs> just, as we just so you know, just so you know, as I'm sure you are aware, our listeners are not. As we're talking right now, it's almost twenty to eleven, and then I still have to do all the post production. Etc. 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 So whatever. it'll be a short Batman conversation after yeah, the show. Yes, it'll be a short Batman. I, I mean, technically, we're down to the last thirty seconds of the show, and we haven't even got to uh, the slap. But so I'll try to keep this brief. So as I was saying, like five minutes ago, I was texting pictures, Snapchats to Kevin, uh, commenting on the show, and then he responded, uh, "Why didn't you send me anything about Will Smith?" And, and I'm like. Uh, I got off the plane. I went home. I haven't watched the show. I don't know what you're talking about. Then I look on social media. I see what's going on. And, you know, at first there was the, is this fake? Is it real? Was it set up? You know, debate. I, I mean, it seems now, you know, that we're 24 hours removed from it. Everything seems to be legit. The fact that, Will Smith was not escorted out of the building is um, to me, it, it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It betrays. Privilege? The well, no, it's not, not, I was say it betrays the Academy's um, uh, statement that they put out afterwards saying that they do not condone violence in any way. And my question to you would be, had this been, a lesser known actor who did it, would they have gotten to stay? If it had been a white actor who did it, would, you know, what we have seen since then, would it be more racially tinged? Again, going back to your point earlier about trying to divide us and making it, um, you know, a racial aspect. But, and then if, Will Smith wasn't the front runner to win best actor would something have happened. But to me, I think they didn't want to take him out of the building or, you know, even take him backstage and keep him there because then when the best actor award is, uh, is awarded, if he wins, how do you play it up? Like, Oh, sorry, Will's not here right now. Um, Due to the events. See, I, I, interestingly enough, um, and I, I found I, I didn't find someone shared the link with me, the unedited like Japanese version, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, I had no idea if it was real or not. And then I saw that clip, and I'm like, oh, this is legit. Like these these two men had like glassy eyed, you know, like they were overcome by like mm-hmm. emotion and and you know on Chris Rock's part, like shock and maybe a little stinger, you know. Um, yeah. And not a, a little Steve Borden wannabe, um, for clarification's sake. But I, I think two things should have happened, and this is where people are gonna be like, "You're crazy." Um, 
probably should have been escorted out. And two, like, look, somebody in the academy, whoever printed up the thing, knows, like, he should not have won. Like, he should, they should have been like, all right, who's second place? Nobody, <laughs> nobody's got to know. You know, give it to Denzel for the tragedy of Macbeth, you know, or, or some, whoever is next in line. Like, how, how are you going to reward anybody for for an outburst like that? Like, like well, I get it. You know, it's I, I understand the circumstances of of, you know, the joke that didn't land, the joke that in, even in Chris Rock, you know, in, in his apology, he said, yeah, stepped over the line, whatever. But like at the end of the day, like everybody's there. In that climate, in that room, you're telling me that Ricky Gervais didn't say more offensive things last year. <laughs> right. And, that's, you know, and, you know, I had read that, you know, this feud maybe goes back to when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars in 2016. And he made a joke about uh, Will and Jada boycotting the Oscars because that was when the Oscars so white um, mm. boycott was going on. And Chris Rock said, yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited anyway. Mm. So, um, you know, one real quick to, to the joke part had Will Smith not done anything. I wouldn't even have might me personally and other people may, you know, be different. Cause I don't know that Jada Pinkett Smith has alpecia or alpecia. alpecia. Um, I just figured there are, you know, bald black women are more common as a group of people than bald, any other nationality, nationality of women from my, from my perspective. So I just figured, okay, she's bald. And I would have taken it as the fact that she is kind of ripped, you know, she's muscular. She's looks like she could kick ass. And that's why she was going to be in GI Jane too. So I would take it more, not as a dig of her being bald but more of just like, you know, and, and fit, who, fit and ready to fight. Yeah. And who really cares about GIJ? I mean, when was the last time anybody brought up GIJ? Demi Moore doesn't even talk about GIJ. I'm trying to think. It was September of last year. Mm-hmm. I was on a work trip and we were road tripping across Missouri to Kansas City. And it was a bunch of guys and we were playing like a, not necessarily like a Kevin Bacon, six degrees, but like I'd start with like uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun and somebody else would say, you know, um, he, he, or, or I would say Tom, I, I, oh crap. Starting out the game, I can never really like somebody. Okay. Tom Cruise. Okay. Well, uh, was in Top Gun with Anthony Edwards, who was in Revenge of the Nerds with dot 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 uh, um, John Goodman, you know, and things like that. And so somehow we got to Demi Moore, and I was like, "Oh crap!" In that one movie with that one guy, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> that's the last time GI Jane ever came up in in, in my life, right? So and it was twenty years after GI Jane came out, exactly. And I just and I'm not trying to downplay. You know, Jada Pink. I, I have no idea what Jada Pinkett Smith was thinking when when Chris Rock made the comment. I don't know. I just know from from my perspective, it didn't seem the fact that um, Regina King earlier in the night had made a joke about Jada and Will's open marriage. That to me was more of a okay. You've crossed a line then 
hey, you, you know, you look like you could, I don't know. But again, that's up to a personal decision. Right. right. My thing, though, going back to the Hollywood hypocrisy is after this happens and Will Smith wins, he gets a standing ovation for winning the award. Now, had that happened before the slap, you could be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. When it comes afterwards, you know, it's just like they gave when Roman Polanski won Best Director for The Pianist, he got a standing ovation. Roman Polanski wasn't at the Oscars because if he had showed up, he would have been arrested for child rape. Right. Yeah. But so for Hollywood to say they care about people or, you know, they don't condone this activity, but yet then they, you know, the way you react when someone gets an award and to take his, I mean, because I haven't said enough racial comments on this episode any already, and I'm trying to lose the last remaining two, two listeners. The fact that this was black on black violence, which no one cares about because it's only matters if it's white on black. I think that is a bigger issue that no one is talking about. And I, I do think that Will Smith should have been escorted out. I think he could keep his Oscar because he did win it based on the merit of a performance, but I also think he should be, you know, banned from the next five Oscars, let's say, because you have Ooh, to a suspension. Yeah. You have to do something to, you know, if, if nothing happens and Chris Rock has said that he's not filing charges, which is fine. You know, that's up to the, person and apparently uh, all that training for Ali didn't do Smith much good because I think uh, you know he didn't even knock knock rock down for a three count he just I feel like and I wasn't you know I, I only watched it um, but I feel like Smith was more or less trying to send a message rather than like a knockout blow because if you if you if you slap a guy all right you know probably not gonna, if you knock a guy out then we might be talking assault. True. And that's a good point. And, but then, and then when Will Smith's going back to his seat and saying, you know, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. It's like, okay, that. I, I don't know. I just. I, I, I think we both know enough stand-up comedians uh, mm-hmm. to know that, like, there's nothing that's safe anymore. Yeah. You know, like, well, you, you can't. There's no. There's no segment of the pop. I think Ralphie may might have said it, you know, may he rest in peace if you're a Ralphie may fan, but I think he might've said it best. He's like, you know, he's like the only, the only safe group you can make fun of anymore is fat people. And that's just because people keep joining our group, <laughs> uh, you know, or something to that yeah. effect. Um, uh, but it's like, you can't, you, you know, and eh, you know what, you say something well, about somebody's what I, I don't know. Um, you know, I have a friend whose brother-in-law is a stand-up comedian. And I said, you know, if he goes out on tour this weekend, wherever he's performing and he tells a joke, you know, picks out somebody in the crowd and makes a joke and the person gets offended, are they then, is it okay for them to get up and slap him and be like, I was offended at this joke. Don't you dare? Like, no. And that's what I think this whole Will Smith thing and the lack of, of any type of um, action afterwards gives the message that this was okay. And, and I, I saw several tweets from people in the media. Uh, Howard Stern made comments today on his show that, getting back into the political aspect, that Will Smith was uh, 
justified in doing it or not justified, but um, empowered to do that because of the last four years of Trump and how Trump was a bully and nothing ever happened to him. So now, and I'm like, okay, that's insanity gone too far. Like if you're bringing up a person who's not involved in the situation whatsoever to justify it, maybe put your take on hold and go find another one. Do you think on a more related issue, he was empowered by Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift all those years ago and with uh, no repercussions? Maybe. And I did see, you know, Kanye apparently has been barred from the Grammys, which were coming up, I believe, next week. And uh, I, I did see some of them, somebody joking about, oh, now Kanye is trying to figure out what he has to do to steal the spotlight back from Will Smith. But yeah. Um, you know, I just, again, to wrap up and make this thing, Oscars, giant circle jerk, Will Smith should have been penalized in some regard. Just a giant jerk. Hey, oh, yeah. And he is a jerk. And his apology afterwards is it was, uh, not, I, I, I read his, his speech. I didn't hear it. Uh, it came off very half-hearted. Uh, you know, it's one of those apologies that you like you make because you know you have to, not because you want to. And then the statement that his publicist put out uh, late today, this afternoon, basically it's cut and paste. Anybody could have written the the, the apology. I I just think it'll be interesting to see going forward what the Oscars decided to do and how Will Smith is treated now going forward if you know does he lose endorsements does he lose movie roles or will the public even care or they keep going to see him and you know um the the main thing is i did hear and and this is going to be such a lame joke that and it's not it's not original i'm cribbing it from social media that will smith got in one little fight at the oscars and he's got to move to, to with his auntie and uncle in bel-air I think I, you just got the show there. I uh, I saw something similar. Um, I have to share with you since since the topic's up. Uh, it was uh, to you know singing that song. It says, "I got one little fight, and my mom got scared. She said you can't slap Chris Rock because your wife has no hair.'" <laughs> yeah. So, Chad, yeah. this has been a very exciting episode of Political Calamity. Yes, uh, yeah, you know we had to bring it back. It, it, it was the throwback episode. It was a throwback episode. It's a tribute episode. Yeah. All I can tell you, folks, is if this was not your cup of tea, this is not normally what the power half hour is. So we encourage you to come back next week yeah. where we're going to. Uh, it was a topic I suggested when, when you know, Chad was going through so, some of his personal uh, things uh, or, you know, the we're going to discuss our, our top five DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince songs, right? No. No, but we are going to discuss a legendary musician uh, who doesn't get his just due. Um, and we'll, we'll just, that's all I want to say right now, because I want to, I want to just whet the appetite. The who could it be? Who could it be? It's clearly not Neil Diamond because we all know he's the greatest singer songwriter of this or any generation, but who out there has an immense discography had a, I've had a few beers tonight at the hockey game, so I had to make sure I yeah, 
enunciated that one properly. Uh, you didn't want to say he had a huge disco discography. No, that's not the the mispronunciation you put, you that put I was the afraid effect, of. It on the wrong syllable. Yeah. Moving on, uh, he has been making music for all of my lifetime. I'm pretty sure, if not close most of my years. lifetime, yeah. close to forty years. Yeah, I think close to forty years ago was is his debut album. Yeah, and I'll be forty later this year. So oh, wow. that's what we have to look forward to is a celebration of his career, which is still ongoing and is coming to uh, big theater or big theaters, big screens uh, in theaters sometime, probably 2023. I'm excited to talk about, I'm not going to tell you who that's next episode. Uh, but Chad, we have overextended our time this time. We've been doing that a lot in 2022 we didn't do that at all 2020 um but we've been we got time we, we got to make up for lost time that's right you're getting extra 15 minutes or so every week here on the power half hour so we apologize but we thank you for sticking around uh you're, you're really a great audience and we do appreciate you uh leave your feedback i'm curious uh so for my co-host on the west coast mr la uh Chad Smart. I'm Greg Mahachko. This is the Power Half Hour on the Jerry Monkey Podcast Network. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery